Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is the nightcap on 700 WLW. Why am I yelling? Because the music's loud. That's why I'm yelling. Gary Jeff Walker checking in on this Monday evening, May the 2nd, 2022. We are into the month of May. We're leaving the cold and gray behind. Nothing but 70s and blue skies for the next week, except when it rains. And uh, nothing but great guests tonight, to which we begin with the great one himself, the sports voice of Cincinnati. Even, in fact... Even when he is dead and lying in his grave, we'll put his voice, if I'm still alive, I will put his voice out on the air because people will know they're going to hear something great. So I'm preserving all these interviews for a time later when the great sports voice of Cincinnati has been silenced. But he will be not silenced on the nightcap. I promise you that. Andy Furman. You know, I'm going to say something. Initially, when you did these intros, I was, like, touched. I was embarrassed. I felt so great. <laughs> Now I don't like it. Let me tell you why. <laughs> it puts so much freaking pressure on me. It's ridiculous. It's, it's moronic. It's, it's not even truthful. So just say, here he is. Let's talk sports, okay? So it's like, it, cut it already. Well, it's sometimes, embarrassing. Sometimes, it really is. Sometimes we talk other things besides sports. Well, that's not the point. The point is that, you know, you're putting me on this. So if I just so say, I let's, really talk, let's talk sports, I mean, that kind of limits the oh. scope of the conversation. That's all I'm saying, Andy. I agree. I'll talk about anything you want to talk about. You talk about the weather. I mean, I don't care. Who's the best weather person in Cincinnati on TV? Tell me. I don't know. I, I think all. I, mean, of them, I, I think all of them suck. They're only right about a third of the time, and that's that's on a good week. And that's a great job. Think about that. In oh, baseball, if you go one for three, you go into the Hall of Fame. Right. right? You've got three thirty-three in the career. In in, in in the weather, you got seven days. If you like, do like three or four days out of the seven, you're correct. You're in great shape. I guess that's the way it goes. They right? can be wrong, Andy. They can be wrong every day, and they're still considered a great, uh, a great uh, contribution to the meteorological uh, makeup of the United States. I mean, they're, they're certified <laughs> meteorologists, for God's sake, Andy. Come on, these are scientists. Well, here's my question. I mean, I, I get it. They're certified, whatever the hell that means. I don't know. I guess they got a college and they got a degree in meteorology. But the point is, this isn't most of their work done on this so-called Doppler computer. Doesn't the computer do most of the weather it's forecasting? All, it's for all them? about it's all about computer models, right? I, but but let's no I mean, let's let's give yeah. them let's give them credit for being able to successfully operate in front of a green screen <laughs> and read a teleprompter and smile and be pleasant and and they uh, no and when I said they all suck I didn't mean that I mean they're wonderful people they're great TV personalities. But as far as the, you know, the actual accuracy of their forecast, yeah, the record's not great. I will tell you this much. You know, I watch the news. I watch the news for years. And, you know, they really, and I guess they have these so-called people who are, I guess, the coaches or whatever they may be. Uh, they tell these news directors, 
what the public wants. They do surveys. Sure. And they break in every three, four minutes with weather updates. And I'm not so certain the people are that intent on knowing what the weather is, especially I don't really care what the weather is in Utah. You know what I mean? All I want to know is, like, if I stick my head out the window tomorrow morning, do I need a raincoat? Do I need an umbrella? You know, do I need a heavy jacket? Do I need a hat? That's all I really need. I think that's most of what people want to hear. What do I need to wear tomorrow? You know, Steve Raleigh does a great job on Channel 9 because he'll say, hey, tomorrow morning when the kids get ready for the school bus, you know, it's going to be a little cool. I, that's what people want. They don't really care about the weather forecast in Montana. And so, I don't really I, care if there's going to be a storm there, you know, coming here in our, in our direction. I don't care. I had, uh, I had uh, a listener who was also a customer at the bar where I work, where you've never been, by the way, uh, had a customer <laughs> tell me uh, on one particular occasion when every weather person in town got the forecast wrong, and he said to me, yeah. Jennifer Ketchmark's been very bad. She needs a spanking, and I'm volunteering. That's all you need to know right wow. there about weather people. So you see, you, see, you see, you have to bring the conversation, which is somewhat highbrow, bring it down to the gutter. You know, I don't want to get into that stuff. So let's talk it's about it. Uh, important. Let's let's re re go over last Monday night's conversation when you were talking about the Bengals and the indoor practice facility they are seeking, and you thought that it was a stupid idea because you're going to be playing in a controlled environment, practicing in 72 degrees with no precipitation, then you're going to go to Green Bay and the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field, and you're going to well, play. I, I never used the term stupid. I, I, I question what is the need for it. And what I did was I went around and I tried very hard to find out which teams do not have an indoor facility. And I even Googled it. I couldn't find it. However, Emily Parker from the Cincinnati Bengals was so kind. She emailed me back, and she says, Andy, every team has an indoor practice facility except the Chargers, the 49ers, the Rams, and, of course, the Bengals. And the Bengals are looking forward to having one. Yeah. And, and I'm thinking of writing a piece to, to explain, you know, why it's important to have one because I, I think the fans understand that, well, it's great the Bengals are going to have a practice facility. Why? Because everybody else has one. No, you can... I want to know why it's important to have a facility if you're going to practice in climate-controlled all week long at 60 degrees and then on Sunday playing Green Bay at minus 10. So I Kenny, never understood that. You, and I got some answers from various people to you tell me why. You talked to Kenny Anderson and you talked to Bill Belichick, correct? Yes, I did. And I, I got some feelers. That I, I sent an email to Dave Lapham. I know he's been busy with the draft, but hopefully Dave Lapham will write me back. And you know, I think Zach Taylor, too. But, you know, I got three or four you know, good people that I really trust. And I'm going to use their quotes in the story when I put it together, because I think these people know and know what's going on and understand the reason and the purpose of an indoor facility, which I really don't know. Look, I'll be quite honest with you. I never played the game. Uh, I never coached the game. I'm a big fan of the game. I kind of studied the game, but I don't understand why Jimmy Brown ran for over 1,000 yards when they only played, like, what, 10, 12 games. And now if you run for 1,000 yards in 17 games, I think it's a big deal. No, it's not a big deal. Put an asterisk what, next to it. What, what Jimmy Brown did when he played was unbelievable. I want to see a guy run for 1,000 yards in 12 games. That's the way it was back then. I'm not trying to say 
get off my lawn or be an old kind of guy. No, it's not fair. It's not fair to have a guy saying he broke a record when he did it in in five more games. It doesn't make any sense. I kind of like it when you're in the get off my lawn mode. But anyway, uh, (laughs) what do you think about the uh, Bengals picks in the NFL draft? Just give me a real brief summary of what you came away with. Well, I'll tell you this much. I think they went into the draft situation knowing that there really wasn't a necessity. There wasn't an outstanding hole that they needed to fill. But I like the fact that they went for the kid from Michigan who's a safety. And if you know the Bengals right now, this kid could play safety, could play outside a little bit too. And most of the teams right now with the passing aspect of the National Football League, and especially the great quarterbacks that they're going to be playing against, they play like a 4-2-5 defense now. You know, forget about the four or five-man front. They're playing a 4-2-5. They got five guys back there, like a nickelback situation because of the passing offenses of the league. So you got a big kid in Daxon Hill coming out of Michigan. I like that on the 31st pick in round one. And out of the six picks, seven picks they had, something like five or six of those guys were defensive guys. And you're going to win on defense. That's how you won. You know, they, they look at the New York football giants. And I've been a giant fan as a kid. And I watched them and how bad they've been over the last several years. Why? Their defense stinks. When they went to the Super Bowl, how did they get there? Defense. defense. It's defense. Yeah, it's great to put up points and certainly points score. And you win, you outscore the opponent. And, and people love the touchdowns and the offensive players. But it's defense that wins the games. Major milestone this weekend in Major League Baseball, certainly not by uh, any of our Cincinnati Reds, sadly. But in Los Angeles, Clayton Kershaw, who has played all 15 seasons with the Dodgers, set the brand-new strikeout record for the franchise. And you being a Brooklyn kid, you know, you, you got some, even though the Dodgers weren't playing in Brooklyn maybe when you were a kid, but uh, they moved to L.A., what, in 59? But there's still yeah. the old Brooklyn team. You gotta have you gotta have some feeling for the LA Dodgers. I do. And, and Clayton Kershaw, who now passed the great Don Sutton for strikeouts, he's only behind Nolan Ryan and a couple of other pitchers as far as career strikeouts. That guy is amazing. Yes. And I'll tell you something, I don't think he gets it just do. I think when you talk about great pitchers in Major League Baseball, I think sometimes he's overlooked. I really do. Well, three, 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 I mean, come on, three Saw Young Awards. It's not exactly like they're overlooking him. No, the awards and the accolades that he's gotten is great, but I think as far as national PR, national publicity, and just when you talk about the top of mind uh, situation, you say, who are great pitchers in baseball, I, I don't think he comes to mind. Maybe I'm mistaken. I really believe that. And you talk about Brooklyn, you know, when the Dodgers moved to L.A. in 59, they played in the Memorial Coliseum for the first couple of years before Chavez Green was built. You know, I used to collect their media guides, and I got their media guides. They totally ignore the Brooklyn aspect of that club. All the records that were set in Brooklyn, they don't even have that in the media guide. It's all, everything kind of started when they went to L.A. It really is true. They'll have some batting records, a little Jackie Robinson, and certainly Gil Hodges is going to be highlighted this year because Gil Hodges is going to the Hall of Fame in Cooperstown this July. But other than that, they've totally ignored the, the entire Brooklyn aspect. And I think the Giants did the same thing when they moved to San Francisco. Well, and that's sad because there was a whole hi- there was a whole history there before the move to the left coast. But uh, Clayton yeah. Kershaw, I mean, you think about great Dodger. Yeah, Don Sutton, who he just passed on Sunday and or Saturday's game. And then also on that list is Sandy Koufax. And, I know, and I he know. he he achieved this milestone in less games than any of the other leaders on that board. 
in, in well, fewer he games. Jordan with that elbow. He had the elbow probably, what, he retired like when he was 31. But I think if he had that injury today, I think it would be repaired in no time. He'd still be pitching. But yeah. it's just the way it is. You know, but, the but, modern but medicine that's today who, is that's a lot who, different. That's who Clayton Kershaw is. He's he's in a league with Don Sutton, with Sandy Koufax, with all these great no doctors. Doubt. You know, and, and that's, right. that's pretty incredible. And here's a guy that was pitching a perfect game, uh, and he took him out in the seventh inning, and he didn't say squat, and I'm sure he was somewhat upset. Under and the bullpen like, folded, and they lost the game. the game. Yeah, they lost the game. Well, anyway, uh, I thought it was great, though, the fan reaction and everything else. I've just got uh, a couple of minutes left with you. Talking to Andy Furman on the nightcap. Can I, can I say one thing? May you I can say anything. Anything. I looked on social media today, and some guy wrote an email to Lance McAllister, who I love. I love Lance. And his name is Steve. He says he's a Reds fan from Indiana. And Lance put the letter up on the social media. And he said, I've been a Reds fan since the 60s, but a bing, but a bang with the game. And he says, no, what happened? I'm turning my – you know what, Steve? I don't know who Steve is, but I'm going to say right now, if you're listening, Steve, you're not a fan. Because if you're a fan, you're a fan now, yesterday, tomorrow, today, tonight, tomorrow, whatever it may be. You, you don't stop when the team loses. And I'll tell you why I say that. I remember 1962 when the Mets were founded, and they won 40 games and lost 120. I was a Mets fan. I followed the Mets. I remember Charlie Neal and all those guys, Hobie Landreth, Marvelous Mark Thornberry. Yeah. It was fun. I went to the games. I didn't care if the record was 40 and 120. So, Steve, you know what? You could stick it. You're a phony, <laughs> you're a fake, and you're a fraud. Really, right. he is. Well, okay. Uh, I know you got something big at the point arc coming up you want to plug, but uh, oh, yeah. before, before we get to that, Andy, real quickly, have you looked at any of, because you used to be in the horse racing business, the horse racing information yeah. business. Have you looked at uh, yeah. the upcoming Kentucky Derby this Saturday at all? Well, it looks like the favorite right now is Epicenter. Epicenter looks like the odds are on favor. I think it's still like five to one going on. Then you got a horse by the name of Zandon and uh, Messier. Messier is six to one. Those, those are the three, but Epicenter is the favorite right now, I believe. Well, Kentucky you know, Derby. Change by the time Derby. The, the Kentucky Derby. Is it, it, no matter how far the the racing the interest in horse racing has gone down in this country from where it was when you were traveling all over the country, uh, reporting yeah. on on race tracks and and horses and well, the like. Well, racing is, is the advent of casinos. Because here's the deal: yeah. because you go to a racetrack, you wait a half hour between each race, and people like fast action, so they put the slot machines in there. In most of the places, not really in Kentucky, but they will eventually. And they got the river boats now, and that really took away. It's a fast action situation, and it took away the crowds from horse racing. But but the Kentucky Derby is still a national event that transcends the sport, and people will still pay attention to the Derby, right? No doubt. No doubt. International, really. Yeah. And it's going to be one hell of a weekend in Louisville because it's Mother's Day on Sunday. All right, tell me what's coming up at the Point Arc. There's a big anniversary in June. I want to personally take this time to thank DJ Hodge, the iHeart Media president and market manager in Cincinnati, who has opened up the uh, the vault, if you would say, and they said that iHeart Media is going to be the media sponsor for the Point Arc of Covington, Kentucky, and their 50th anniversary, which is going to be on the 6th of June this year. 50 years, 1972 was founded uh, to uh, really just help disabled and IDD kids and adults. It's just, they're residential. They have social enterprises. It's uh, the whole great deal. And the, the anniversary date is Monday, the 6th of June. And there's going to be promos on all the iHeart stations across the format. 
And uh, AM and FM, and thanks to DJ Hodge, this is going to get done. And I'm so happy. I'm thrilled. I really am because it's a great partnership, and there's two great organizations, iHeartMedia and The Point Arc. Well, if you're thrilled, I'm thrilled for you. <laughs> yes. and Maybe you'll come out for the anniversary day. Yeah, and if you're that thrilled, I'll make sure I bring a dry towel for you. Because we can't have that stuff dripping off your chin. And a diaper. <laughs> and a diaper. Andy Furman, yeah. the furball on the nightcap. One more Thank time. You. Thank you, my friend. <laughs> oh, it's always so much fun to talk to, to Andrew. And uh, we did it again. A break, and we'll come back on 700 WLW. <laughs> Eddie here, and I gotta be honest with you. Every day, I get asked, Hey, Ed, I missed part of the Eddie and Rocky show, and now my life's incomplete. What should I do? And the answer is quite easy. If you somehow missed a part of the show, and I don't know why you would have, just catch the podcast of our show on the iHeartRadio app. Which of these two situations? I mentioned before the break, our old friend Westside Jim Keeper is joining us for just a few minutes on the eve of of the Ohio primary, mainly thinking about the Senate race. And, of course, the governor's race coming up. The state races will happen sometime this summer if they ever figure out how to do a legislative map that's constitutional in the state. But uh, with the primary, the last day, it would, they've been voting, Jim, for uh, since January. Is that when the early voting starts in Ohio? <laughs> no, it wasn't that long ago. It's been It's been a month. Okay. So go back a month. Which I think is way too much for any kind of voting window. I think if you care about the election, if you care <laughs> about your candidate that you're supporting, you can get up on the morning of the election, go to the polls, and... Uh, totally agree. And, and you know what? Because otherwise, unless you are sick or you are out of town, you should be voting on Election Day. Your thoughts? New York, Delaware, which is, of course, Biden's home state, they all have one day. They all have yeah, because, one day. Because it's a, because it's a one-party system in both of those states. <laughs> exactly. I know. But you asked my thoughts. It yeah. just seems like the Democrats have their way of doing things on a one-day system when they know that it's, I ain't going to say rigged, but they know that their people are going to win, of course. So they do that one-day deal where the rest of them have 30 days to figure out how they can win. Let's just put it that way. So as president of the West Side Republican Club, El Presidente, and a truck, and a truck commander for the Board of Elections tomorrow, and, and you've been doing it all weekend, I understand that, um, I saw the picture with you and candidate Jane Timken, and i got to say, that is one really fine-looking lady, and I'm serious about that. And Jane doesn't look bad either. <laughs> uh, God, I love you. Uh, she is she is a wonderful person. There is no drama following her, so that's one of the reasons. And you know, she got she helped get Trump elected, and the percentages out of Ohio, and he kind of stuck it to her, which I I don't really like. And by the way, did you hear about the uh, snafu Biden thing that uh, Trump did last night, calling it JD Mandel? Trump called uh, Josh JD. Uh, yes. <laughs> okay. He said, "I want to introduce JD Mandel," <laughs> which if they had more time, of course. Um, you would see a commercial with Mandel coming out with that. But, um, no, I, I really – I've been a Timken fan for years. And whether she has a shot, I know she is sixth out of 
I think eight or nine by now. But, you know, she works very, very hard and she worked very, very hard with Trump. And I just don't understand how she didn't get the endorsement. Um, she's not going to be a, quote, bootlicker that goes after Trump. If she didn't get it, she didn't get it. And she went out. Right. And that was nice this morning. Portman came up to Price Hill Chili and, and helped her out, uh, he and his wife. Um, and I had a, you know, just a one or two minute discussion with her, with our mutual friend, Tony Rosiello. And she's just a good lady, Gary Jeff. Like I said, I, I know you had too many things on your plate or I would have liked to had you sit down with her for a few minutes and talk to her. Yeah. Um, the thing, too, about this race, this race for the uh, Senate, the primary <laughs> among the all, all the Republicans who have gathered together. I think that the Republicans are going to win no matter who the nominee is. I don't think I agree. I don't think Tim Ryan is going to face or, or put up. Uh, a, a great deal of a nail-biting fight in November. The point of the matter is, I talked to uh, my friend Doug from Ripley, you know, the gang from Brookie Saloon yeah, that I sure. talked to on Saturday mornings, uh, and he said, you know, of all of the ones I've seen, Matt Dolan is the only one that didn't engage in any kind of mudslinging and and the you know, negative ads and all of that, and I, I would, I, I'm leaning towards voting for Matt Dolan. I, I don't know what the polls say, and I know that he probably is not uh, moving the radar there on, on making that nomination or getting the nomination from the party. But I tell you what, Matt Dolan is just a common sense kind of guy, and uh, and he just seems normal compared to the rest of the ones who are fighting in, in the middle of the mosh pit. Well, he's number three on the latest polls, and I tend to agree or disagree with our buddy from Ripley, that uh, Jane has also not gotten into the trenches with the mudslinging. So if somebody no. can prove me wrong on that, I will apologize. No, But between those two, they are the only two that haven't done it. And we talked the other day about, you know, um, J.D. and Josh Mandel, so I won't reiterate that thing over again. But um, Jane, Jane is, is, and I know you've gone with the establishment type of a person labeling her, and yes, she, you know, she was the GOP attorney chair. General. Well, she was lieutenant governor yeah. behind Kinsey, um, but she never hung on his coattails. You know, you, you do what you do to get elected, and that's that's the main thing, yeah. here, Jeff. I agree. And then when once she got in, I mean, she didn't suck up to the establishment. She did her own thing, and you know, she she's just a good lady, and she fights. And, right. You know, and she'll fight the Democrats all the way. But well, do I think she's going to win without the Trump endorsement? It's going to be tough. Well, I think you're a nice-looking lady, too, Jimmy. Westside Jim <laughs> with us tonight on the Nightcap on 700 WLW. And as we continue on this Monday evening, May the 2nd, 2022, in just two weeks from tomorrow, the Kentucky primary is being held, and one of the people running for office for, I believe, a Kentucky House of Representatives seat is Steve Doan, and he joins us for just a few minutes tonight on the Nightcap. Steve, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing? You're doing the uh, old door-to-door -door thing, man, which is great. I love the door-to-door -door campaigning in your district. Now, where are you uh, running for office? What's what's the, the so Kentucky running, House district? So I'm running here for uh, Kentucky House District 69, and that... That encompasses Erlanger, Ellesmere, uh, Northern Independence, and then about half of Florence. And then we've got small precincts in 
Edgewood and Crestview Hills as well. Okay. All right. So a uh, major swath of northern Kentucky representing that group of taxpayers in Frankfurt. Uh, the seat is held by an incumbent, Adam Koenig, who has been there for how long, Steve? He's been there since 2007, so uh, just around 15 years. All right, so for a pretty long time, I guess he's consolidated his little power base, and he's hoping uh, just because of the fact that he's already in office to use that power because people know the name to get reelected in November or to get uh, actually to be on the ballot in November with uh, a win in the primary on May 17th. What made you want to run? You know, you're absolutely right. A lot of people know Adam. He's been around for a while, but they just don't know his record. You know, um, as I've gone into this process and I've studied it, I found that he's not really a conservative. He's more of a moderate. Uh, and what made me want to run is that I think we need some new conservative leadership right here in the 69th district. You know, if you've gone through these last two years, it's become pretty apparent that the primary purpose of government is to take money from the working middle class and transfer it over into the hands of corporations. And that's not what our founding fathers intended, and that's exactly what I intend to go down to Frankfurt and stop. Right. Uh, I understand your positions on things like um, pro-life are very substantially different than Adam Koenig's, and, and, and maybe also your stances on some other things. Could you illuminate some of that for me? Absolutely. You know, I've received the endorsement in this race from Northern Kentucky Right to Life. I'm the only candidate in the race uh, endorsed by Northern Kentucky Right to Life. In fact, Adam refused to fill out their survey to, to indicate whether or not he would support their, their views. You know, when you go back to, to 2020, Adam voted to give a $35 million forgivable loan to the University of Louisville. And those funds went over to the EMW abortion clinic. And, uh, you know, that's absolutely something that I think is, is unforgivable and, and one reason that, that he shouldn't be in this race. The University of Louisville is a Catholic university, is it not? Well, you know, I mean, they say, but they uh, they did this thing and they have an abortionist training program there. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I think that it's time for us to, <laughs> to step in and, and to cut that stuff out. That's amazing. Uh, some other differences between you and Adam Koenig uh, eliminate uh, what, like, uh, CRT teaching in schools and, and some other issues that are very, very important in the minds of Kentucky parents and uh, Kentucky, Kentuckians in general, I believe. Yeah, you know, in this House uh, session, this legislative session, they passed Senate Bill 83. And what Senate Bill 83 does is that prevents men from competing in women's college sports. Now, while the Senate, while the Senate was working on this legislation, Adam was over in the House, and he filed Floor Amendment 2 to House Bill 23. If that amendment had a passed, it would have allowed men to compete in women's college sports, and it would have removed any enforcement mechanism that an aggrieved female could use to, to challenge those decisions. So, you know, I think that he's pushing a bit of a, a lefty agenda there, and, and we certainly need to, to take him out. No, it's certainly a lefty agenda. And, you know, here's, here's the thing that gets me about that. Because there's all kinds of testing to make sure somebody's not using performance-enhancing drugs that have been banned for participating in competitions. But you can be a biological male and compete with women in athletics in total violation of Title IX and common sense and science 
and people still are standing up for it. It's just, it, it's amazing to me, Steve. Listen, Sarah Lee says hi. I saw her earlier in the 700 WLW newsroom. She absolutely loves yeah. you and your family, and I, I know you, you guys have a reciprocal kind of relationship there, but I wish you well in the primary. It's May 17th. His name is Steve Doan. You don't know the name, but maybe you know a little bit more about the man after tonight, and I appreciate your time tonight, Steve. Hey, thank you so much for having me on. You bet. Go, go back to that door-to-door -door thing, man. I remember that Lamar Alexander won the governor's seat in the state of Tennessee by going from one end of the state of Tennessee to the other, knocking on doors and actually talking to the voters. So it works. You know, right before you called me, right before you called me, that's where I was knocking on doors, and that's where I'm going to be right after this. Keep doing it, man. Good luck. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hey, thank you so much. That's Steve Doan on the Nightcap on 700 WLW. Back with Dave Hatter in a moment. My wife has been too tired every night for the last three years. The boss drew a turd on my last job evaluation. And the guys on my Tuesday night bowling team told me our games had been moved to Thursday. They weren't. Sometimes life can feel a little stressful. But you can always kick back with Eddie and Rocky. Making you happy is job number one. Tune in. Have a laugh. Eddie and Rocky, tomorrow at 3 on 700 WLW. Man. Did you know that over half of all males suffer from ED or PE? Both of these conditions are highly treatable. The 700 WLW Studios, driven by Mike Castrucci Ford in Milford and Alexandria. Visit the largest volume Ford dealer in the tri-state and let them save you time and money. They're number one for a reason. That's Mike Castrucci Ford. As we close out this first hour, we're joined once again by our friend Dave Hatter, our IT guy, our tech guru. Uh, you can hear him on uh, 55 KRC on Friday mornings at 635, and you hear him, I mean, hear him all the time, all over the place, because the guy knows what he's doing. He knows what he's talking about, and uh, he's always putting on his aluminum foil hat. First and foremost, this is good news. I just saw this story you sent me, Dave, about uh, if you don't want your phone carrier tracking your personal data, you can tell it to stop? You can? Well, as always, Gary, Jeff, thanks for having me. And it, to a limited degree, depends on the care. You know, there's always a lot of caveats to these things. But, yeah, the good news is you can uh, potentially positively impact the amount of data they're collecting uh, about you through your cell phone carrier. So this is one of those irritating things. You know, they do it because they can, of course, and because, you know, they could potentially make money selling your data. Sure as well as, you know, targeting stuff to you themselves. So there's there's value in it. I mean, when you think about it, 
Companies like Google and Facebook make almost all of their money off of your data. So why wouldn't the cellular carriers do it when you're going through their network and they have access? Well, yeah, to yeah and you really can't blame them for that. I mean, they're just trying to make a yeah. living, just like you and me. But if you don't want them doing that, there's a way to stop it. There is. But I, there is one, one difference I would point out, which is, you know, with Facebook and Google, for the most part, you're using their services essentially free, yes. right? You're yes. their you're their product, not their customer. You're paying with your data instead of money, whereas here, you know, you're already paying those cellular sure. carriers to use their services. So this is just gravy for them to be able to collect all your data. All right. Now, the, the, the part that gets a little tricky, of course, Gary, Jeff, is that, you know, depending on which carrier you use, how you go about this is going to vary somewhat. It's kind of interesting because if you go back and look, Verizon has recently come out and said they don't sell your data party so that in and of itself is a plus but that could change tomorrow all these things are kind of similar so t-mobile kind of similar deal you can use their mobile app or you can go to their website you know i don't like i'm a verizon customer i don't have the verizon mobile app because i'm not going to give them any more data than i absolutely have to anyway sure but you know with t-mobile go to the website or use the app you're going to go in and, and both for verizon and t-mobile the settings are essentially in the privacy section and then you can drill down into like the advertising analytics. And again, unfortunately, exactly what these things are called on these platforms vary, but you can go in and essentially say, I don't want you to sell this information. I don't want you to collect this information. You might even be able to have them delete some of it. Um, it just depends on the platform. So there's a good article from CNET. I'm a big fan of the site CNET, Charlie um, November Ec Ec Echo Tango, right? CNET. Okay, yeah. Um, or ZDNet, because they have these kind of guides all the time where they'll, they'll literally walk you through. Go here, go to this screen, go to that screen, do this thing. CNET has a good article that kind of breaks this down for you so that, you know, rather than just sort of my vague, the settings are different. It'll literally walk you through step well, by step and, what and, you need to do. And the thing is, you, you go to somewhere like CNET to get this information because – the carrier is not going to volunteer this information on how to do it, are they? Exactly. No, no, exactly. not at all. Probably not. It's not in their financial interest to do that. We're talking to Dave Hatter, tech stuff, and I found this story really interesting. Vampire devices cost U.K. households 147 pounds a year. This is a BBC story, but vampire devices are at work right here in the good old U.S. of A., right? They sure are. And, you know, every once in a while this will come up, uh, both from the, the sort of environmental impact of this stuff, plus just the straight-up impact on your pocketbook. You know, we now have so many so-called smart devices. Obviously, all these things require power. And pretty much anything you've plugged in that has some kind of transformer in it is constantly consuming power. And when you when you really look into this, it can be a surprising amount of money that is literally just going down the drain by leaving these devices plugged in. But so many of these so-called smart devices sort of operate in a standby mode so that, A, they start out faster, B, they can get software updates, C, they can update themselves with, you know, television lists or whatever it is they're designed to do. Sure. So a, a lot of these things are basically constantly sucking down some small amount of electricity and, you know, it could be... In Welcome back to the Nightcap. It's like you never even went away, and neither did I. We're back again for another hour here on 700 WLW. And joining us is one of our frequent guests, one of our best guests, my friend, talk show host, singer, author, wife of Scott, 
Karen Cataline, host of Spouting Off. Pain and in the neck. Pain, pain in the general, neck. General all-around pain in the neck. Yes. <laughs> Hi, Gary Jeff Walker. How are you, my friend? I am doing well, my friend. It's good to talk to you again. <laughs> um, so a couple of things that we want to yeah. do a uh, tackle right off of the bat is uh-huh. the people who are still wearing the face diaper. Yeah. Even though the rest of the country has <laughs> moved on, there is still a hardcore element, a minority of people, I believe, that are still intent on wearing their masks everywhere, including when they're in their car by themselves driving with the windows rolled up. I <laughs> saw that again the other day. I was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? My point has always been, it should have always been your choice. If you thought that was going to be an effective preventative measure you could take to perfect yourself, protect yourself against COVID-19 or whatever uh, virus or disease the Communist Chinese Party had cooked up to unleash on the world, if you want to wear a mask, even though scientifically it's been proven over and over again that cloth masks do nothing to prevent transmission, and even... The N95, KN95 masks provide very little protection for the the wearer of the mask or people around them. Even with all of that that in the tank now we know is true, people are still wearing masks. And I don't know if it's... uh, it's like the MAGA hat for the left or what the hell it is, Karen, but people are still wearing masks for absolutely no reason. And have you got any kind of rationale behind that or or what do we call well, these people? I I do and uh before I I answer that question, I know it's unseemly for conservatives to mock anyone to point and laugh or anything like that because we're not the ones, you know, wanting to run a mandate or a law telling people to take their masks off. It's only the left that is in love with this authoritarianism. But that said, I've come up with a new idea that I hope takes off just like Let's Go Brandon. Are you ready? Let me lay it on you. Yeah, let me hear it. Sucker signaling. They're signaling to everybody that they are indeed a sucker. A sucker. Yeah. Instead of, you know, taking it personally and accusing someone personally, because I don't, you know, that doesn't really appeal to me either. There's a lot of people that are truly terrified, and the propaganda media did a spectacular job of scaring them not half to death, scaring them to death. And so I feel sorry for them, but in a perverse sort of way, these kinds of gullible suckers are really a threat to the rest of us and our liberty. Because if they prove just how easily they can be suckered into a hoax put forth by the propaganda media and the leftists who only put down mandates for everyone else, just not for them... And look at the Kui Bono who's benefited from using COVID-19 and all of it for well over two years as a battering ram, then these people really are uh, a threat to us. So uh, just like Let's Go Brandon, we have to sort of, I think, put it in our lexicon because people indeed are sheep. And if they jump on a bandwagon, Gary Jeff, they can jump off the bandwagon just just as easily 
when it is no longer in fashion to run run around with a diaper on your face. Well, you, and that's a very good point because it has become, uh, you know, especially for very very old people. I see this and and young, healthy people who are uh, millennials or who are maybe, and I, I don't mean to throw them into a certain category, but I'm just looking at the age of people I still see oh, wearing ahead. face diaper. And, yes, and, and, yes. and I'm just, I'm looking at that and going, and I always ask myself the same question in my head. Are they really that stupid? And I am with you. I don't think that I'm going to publicly ostracize someone for being stupid, but that's what they are and they are suckers and they are stupid but you know being someone who believes in personal liberty and personal choice i'm not going to make them take their mask off i mean i wish they would uh but you know uh, i yeah, have a I have, I have a choice and they have a choice and yeah. they've made a wrong choice <laughs> that's the only way right, i can look at it but it is counterintuitive because on the one hand, the left has no such uh, constraints, self-constraints about telling people they're stupid. And by shutting people down and labeling and branding them, trying to take their jobs away if they dare to disagree. I mean, yes. case in point, you know, we're living in Orwell's 1984 now, where people proclaim themselves in charge of what is and is not misinformation, and we laugh, but this is very serious stuff. So on the one hand, I'm not going to personally ostracize a person individually, although sometimes I will politely, I'll try to politely ask, can I, can I ask you, why are you still wearing the mask? Oh, because um, I had COVID twice. <laughs> well, and the mask saved you, right? The mask didn't um, work. The mask did not work. <laughs> the mask. One. Exactly. I have. I have an and idea. So, I have an idea, Karen, and I'm going to break this out. Tell I, me. Let me interrupt you just me, real quickly. Me. This Saturday, right you know, I work. I work at a bar. I'm a bartender as well as a talk show host. I work at a bar right. uh, in Newport, Kentucky called Huddles. I'll be there Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And I think that Saturday afternoon, I'm going to talk to my boss, and we're going to clear out an area of this large parking lot we have and have a mask burning. And if people want to come down and burn their masks, oh, I, love it. Uh, I think it's time to have a mask burning. They did, yes. bra, they did bra burning. They did draft card burning. I'm going to do a yes. mask burning so everybody can bring their useless mask down, their unscientific mask that doesn't do anything except show that you're a sucker or you're stupid and have them burn <laughs> their masks there in the parking lot. What do you think? I love it. If I live closer, I would attend. <laughs> You'd be there. I'd go out and buy or take one of those free, quote, quote, unquote, free masks that our taxpayers paid for yes. in order that I could go there and burn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm laughing, just saying. But it's. Serious stuff here. I mean, these two o'clock, two o'clock this yes. this Saturday afternoon, if the weather permits, yes. and I'm just going to pray that it's not raining because that it's it's really hard to start a bonfire when it's raining. But maybe, 
<laughs> we can have some nice weather, and everybody can bring their masks out in the parking lot at Huddles and burn it. 2 o'clock this coming Saturday afternoon. Just saying, uh, mark it on your calendar and watch the weather. Uh, Karen, if you can hang on just a second, I'm going to take a quick break, and we'll come back for a few more minutes, okay? Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. You got it. It's KK, Karen Cataline, the host of Spouting Off and our guest on the Nightcap, and she returns in moments on 700 WLW. If Manny Ricardo had listened to those who called him a dreamer, he wouldn't have knocked on every agency's door. If he paid attention to those who said he was wasting his time, he wouldn't have spent countless hours perfecting his look. But because he never gave up, he got his big modeling break as the before picture in erectile dysfunction ads. That's the fighting spirit. The same fighting spirit Mike McConnell brings to your morning. The latest news, traffic, weather, and more tomorrow morning at 5 on 700 WLW. Men, when you're in the mood for love, but you have ED or PE, and those little blue pills haven't worked, here's a message from Proactive Men's Medical. And secure your family's financial future today at meetfabric.com slash future. That's M-E-E-T fabric.com slash future. Fabric insurance agency policies issued by Vantis Life. Not available in New York and Montana. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions. Leading Ladies, brought to you by Indeed. Katrina Lake founded Stitch Fix, an online personal styling service while in business school. Using her own money, she'd buy clothes from boutiques and return what didn't sell. Her business grew through word of mouth on social media, and six years later, she took the company public. Hire with minimal effort and maximum success with Indeed. Their powerful hiring platform helps you attract, interview, and hire candidates all in one place. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Donate your car to Goodwill. It's easy. Just go to GoodwillCars.com. If your basement leaks, call EverDry today. Remember, it's not dry till it's ever dry. With us, the host, the hostess with the mostest of Spouting Off and uh, many other radio shows from time to time. And you can always check her out on her website at KarenCataline.com. And that's spelled K-A-T-A-L-I-N-E dot com. Karen Cataline back with us on the nightcap. So we were talking about the uh, the mask burning I'm planning on this Saturday. Uh, what about this? Uh, I'm going to be talking with our friend Lowell Ponty about this exclusively next hour. But what, how scary is this misinformation board of uh, Department of Homeland Security. This is like right out of the pages of Castro, of Stalin, of of uh, Xi Jinping. Uh, you know, any yeah. any authoritarian society anywhere in the globe where 
they're going to decide what it, what you can say and what you can't say in a public forum as an answer to Elon Musk buying Twitter. How far do you think this is going to go? I don't think it's going to go at all. I don't think the American people are going to settle for this crap. I hope you're more optimistic than I am. If they did that, then we wouldn't have people. We wouldn't have sucker signalers. Um, I no. think there are people who will fall for it. It is deadly dangerous. I'm not sure. I, I did a show this morning, uh, and I'm not sure that um, it, it has already been voted upon in 2018. Forgive me for not having all the details, but people on both sides of the aisle voted for something quite similar than this, as this. Uh, uh, the government being the arbiter of what is and isn't truth. We both know about um, the 44th president saying he's a purist. Purist, mind you. A free speech purist, yes. But, but, there's always a but, um, certain information that he he doesn't tell you, I think is dangerous, is, quote, dangerous to our democracy. Well, I would go you one better, Gary Jeff Walker, and I would say anyone, anywhere, number one, only authoritarian communist regimes require that they control what people think and say and believe and read. It is absolutely certain that they must do that. But furthermore, the only way that you can make people believe lies is by force and by not giving them any other information to compare it to. Certainly. So you must accept, I mean, you must at least be suspicious that, that the company line and the narrative they want to force upon us is what the lie is. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. And I'm just... Uh... I'm just thinking that I think there are so many people who are now you live in Texas. You live in a Texas. You live in a state where people still believe in good old fashioned constitutional freedom for the most part. If you get outside of Austin or any of the major yeah, cities. Yes. Uh, so Correct. You, you, you live there. San Antonio. <laughs> we uh, sometimes right. people who regard themselves as conservatives and and to staunchly uh, put themselves out there as conservative who believe in the Constitution, who believe in personal individual liberties. Um, we we get too caught up in the propaganda media and the messages coming out of New York City and San Francisco and Los Angeles and Chicago and ignore and Austin, Texas, and ignore the fact that most of us feel the way we do. Most Americans do feel the way we do. If you look at the electoral map, I was talking with somebody else about that. You look at the electoral map of 2020, and you can say whether the election was stolen or whether Biden actually won legitimately, whatever. But you look at the map, and most of it in the entire country is red. It's just these little pockets of blue in L.A., San Francisco, Chicago, New York, that adhere to this kind of philosophy, and I There's think only one problem. There though, are more. There are that, more of us yes. than there are of them, Karen. I'm convinced. Oh, I agree with you wholeheartedly. But it gets even worse than that. I hate to say. I don't like being 
you know, more pessimistic than you are, but sometimes I am. And that is, it doesn't matter the numbers because that only counts in a free society where people's vote counts and where the politicians are trying to persuade people. Once they cross that Rubicon of deciding that they are your betters and they must force you to think, feel, and believe as they wish. They must punish you if you don't take a jab that they expect you to take regardless of how dangerous and unproven it may be, then it doesn't matter. Most times authoritarian regimes have lorded over large numbers of people with lies, deception, propaganda, censorship. Uh, We do have, on the upside, we have the history that our founders were in a minority. Our founders uh, put their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor on the line, uh, and most of the people, the, the colonists, did not agree with them. So I guess the bottom line is whoever said it was a privilege to live in interesting times ought to be slapped. <laughs> I just, I find I don't find him interesting at all. I find him pretty annoying, to tell you the truth. Sometimes, <laughs> but uh, oh yeah. But I I just gotta say that I am optimistic because of the people that I'm around and and the people that and the people here who who don't necessarily agree with me on a lot of things politically but they still when it comes down to actually being able to say what's on your mind they still believe in that and i think that i think that there is a there is a real chance because this is not a law this misinformation board was just something biden proposed to put under dhs but it's not a law and they can't enforce it they can't enforce it karen they can't. I hate to tell you, I, I am not ultimately pessimistic, but we must be cautiously uh, 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 realist, ca- cautious realist. Uh, what's his name, Mayorkas, yes. said, oh, don't worry, don't worry, this isn't going to infringe upon free speech. And all I could hear in my ear was, yeah, and 10 days to flatten the curve. <laughs> The check's in the mail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's no free lunch. Well, there is if you're in the government because they're having somebody else pay for it. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, Karen, Catal- Karen Catalina, love you to death, dear, and you're uh, wonderful. Thanks, you thanks for taking some time out to talk to us tonight on the Nightcap, as always, and we will chat again soon. Again, check her out. Spouting Off is the name of her show on her website, KarenCataline.com, and uh, you can catch her whenever she uh, she has time to talk to us here on the Nightcap. Thanks, Karen. Have My a good- pleasure. Always a pleasure. Have a good night. We continue with the nightcap in moments on 700 WLW. News, traffic, and weather. News Radio 700 WLW. Cincinnati. Roe versus Wade could soon be overturned. This is the 1030 Report. I'm Rob Carpenter. Breaking now. Politico says it has obtained an initial draft of majority opinion by Justice Samuel Alito, who reportedly wrote that Roe versus Wade must be overturned. Alito goes on to say the states need to regulate abortion. This is, of course, not a final decision of record and could change 
1973, the Supreme Court ruling that a set of Texas laws criminalizing abortion in most cases violate a woman's constitutional right of privacy. Latest traffic and weather together. Delays continue tonight. Southbound 75 approaching the I-74 interchange and slow go. Southbound 7175 in northern Kentucky as you approach Turfway Road. Now the latest forecast from the Train Heating and Cooling Weather Center on News Radio 700 WLW. Increasing clouds, a chance for rain, a morning low of 58. Our Tuesday, we're going to see rain and storms early, a midday break, and then scattered storms in the afternoon and evening. We've got a severe threat all throughout the day, a high of 76 and a low of 56. A look ahead shows more rain at the end of the week. From your severe weather station, I'm 9 First Warning, Chief Meteorologist Steve Raleigh. News Radio 700 WLW. Yeah, rain on the way, maybe some storms as well but right now radar is quiet 64 degrees heading into the primary governor mike dewine is a near shoe-in to earn a shot at re-election this fall the latest polling has ohio's governor with anywhere from a 14 to 19 point lead over former congressman jim renacy with joe blystone a distant third dewine not taking anything for granted telling nbc news that the best politics to do a good job in office, and he believes that he fits the bill. On the Democratic side, it's a much tighter race between old friends, former Dayton Mayor Nan Whaley and former Cincinnati Mayor John Cranley. They're both running on similar issues, including cleaning up corruption at the State House, legalizing marijuana, and working to protect the middle class. Latest polling had 69% of Democrats undecided on who they'll vote for. I'm Rick Uchino. Police in Westchester looking for an armed robber who held up a methadone clinic and drug treatment center. The robbery happening early this morning at Community Medical Services. The suspect showing a gun to a nurse in the lobby of the building and made off with two bottles of methadone. Police have not released a description of the suspect who remains at large. And get this, University of Tennessee's relief pitcher Ben Joyce throwing the fastest recorded pitch in college baseball history Sunday when he fired a fastball clock. Are you ready for this? 105.5 miles per hour in the eighth inning of a win over Auburn. That is smoking. 105.5. I'm Rob Carpenter. Your next update at 11 o'clock. Breaking news anytime. News Radio 700 WLW. Here's to the great American settlers. The millions of you who settled for... 22, Gary Jeff with you on 700 WLW. And if you miss any portion of tonight's wonderful program, you can always check the podcast and the streaming at 700WLW.com. Up next is our foreign correspondent. Well, he's, he's a foreign correspondent when he crosses the, uh, the lines of the United States and goes south. But he's our correspondent on the southern border, Todd Benzman. He's he's been he's never been more active than he has since Joe Biden was elected and offered the welcome mat invitation to people from all over the world to just uh, totally disregard our immigration laws and flood the country. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the impropriety. Todd Bensman, how are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. I'm glad to be here. He's, uh, Todd is also with the Center for Immigration Studies, and he is down on the border on a regular basis and over the border and talking to the migrants and talking to Border Patrol. So he does know a little bit about what he's talking about. He's also the author of America's Covert Border War, and he is working on another book even as we speak. I, I, I'm taking valuable writing time away from Mr. Benzman today. Uh, but uh so todd uh, tell me what this book is going to be about well the second book is a uh, documentation of how this current mass migration crisis began and what it looked like what it's looked like and the impact that it's going to have for generations of americans uh, it's just sort of a recitation of like what what happened here. How did this? How could this have happened? Uh, and I think we're we'll probably you know the book will be published kind of midway through the story at least. I mean because we're looking at a historic mass migration crisis that is about to top anything we've seen maybe since World War II even in Europe. I mean this thing is really something to behold, and it's not going away going to get worse well here's the thing todd with the the uh relaxation of the title 42 rules which you say and many people are saying is going to open up the floodgates like you've never seen you think it's been bad so far since joe biden took office and invited the world to come here illegally this is going to be just katie bar the door now a lot of democrats are opposing this the lifting of Title 42, along with Republicans and conservatives who understand how important it is to have some kind of control on the spigot of human flow into our country. Uh, is there any chance they go back on uh, lifting Title 42? What are you hearing? Uh, reading the tea leaves. I mean, is there enough pressure within the Democrat Party that maybe he'll reconsider? Biden will? Yeah, so the Democrats who are joining hands with the Republicans at this on this issue are the ones who are running in tight electoral uh, battles right. for their for, for the uh, midterm elections. So they understand that this for them is an extinction event. I mean, you know, when you have 18,000 migrants a day pouring over that border uh, and, you know, all the camera crews will have to come back from Ukraine to cover it. So that's just a terrible campaign ad. And so they're pushing the administration to, uh, you know, hold off on lifting Title 42. I don't think that they're asking for them to hold it off longer than the midterm elections. So yeah, right. if they're successful, you know, we're still looking. I mean, I don't think they care 
that 18,000 a day are coming through. They just care about getting beaten in elections. Right. And losing the, especially in losing the Senate. But it's important to realize that, you know, even for Republicans who, you know, oppose lifting Title 42, it was never meant to be a permanent policy or a fix. It just happened to be the last thing standing uh, after Biden came in and dismantled border immigration enforcement. Yeah. Piecemeal, one after another, and this was all that was left. Uh, Title 42 was it. And now that, you know, they don't have, I mean, you know, mask mandates and, you know, COVID is on the wane, and uh, that's an election issue, too. It's getting harder and harder for Biden to justify keeping one at the border. So at some point, it's going to have to go. But it doesn't need to be this month (laughs) (laughs) until they can figure something out to stem the tide of this. We, We are looking at. And you and I have talked about this many times, Todd. Todd Bensman, our guest from the Center for Immigration Studies. Uh, We've talked about this many times. It is a human crisis. It's not just a crisis for workers in America. It's not a crisis for taxpayers in America. It is all of those things. But it's also a humanitarian crisis for the people who are trekking these thousands of miles, thanks to coyotes and drug cartels, and being sold into sex trafficking and all kinds of other awful human trafficking things that are not what I would call American values at all. And and that's being disregarded. You think it's being compassionate, having a welcome mat for the world to come in illegally on our southern border. There's nothing compassionate about what's going on right now at Eagle Pass, Pass Texas, in Arizona, uh, along the California. There's nothing compassionate about any of this, is there? Really? No, well, and it's somehow it's still, you know, the uh, proponents of mass illegal, unimpeded illegal immigration, and believe it or not, there are many proponents of just no borders at all. They just, everybody should come in. That, you know, they somehow turn that up on its head as, you know, showing how desperate, that they're so desperate to get away that they're willing to risk their lives, and that's how they couch it, but the truth is that when you put policies in place that entice people to come, they die. Yes. And there's a, a there's a big story, a Washington Post front page story, lamenting all of these migrants who have uh, lost limbs and fallen to their deaths on, uh, from the wall, Trump's wall, they call it, uh, disregarding the fact that there's also many hundreds of miles of Obama wall and of Clinton, Bill Clinton wall, this Trump wall. Everybody liked walls <laughs> once upon a time. Yeah, uh, but that, but that nobody was pointing a gun to their heads to climb those walls. Well, what's odd about this, Todd, is that uh, ironic, hypocritical, actually, is the word I'm searching for about these people who are some of them are proponents of this mass illegal migration and no borders, and they've got. Plenty of uh, ivory walls around their residences, you know, if if they're really that accommodating and hospitable, uh, shouldn't they just tear the walls down around their, their homes? <laughs> right, exactly. Well, you know, listen, um, even the, the, the mainline Democrats, Democratic Party of Bill Clinton and Obama and 
you know, Biden even back in the, in the day when he was in the Senate, that, you know, none of them would have ever countenanced what is going on now. These policies now are totally radical. They're taken right off of the street graffiti of Antifa. Yeah. Uh, this is stuff that is really far beyond anything even the Democrats have ever proposed. Remember, you know, Barack Obama was pressed a couple different times. Why don't you end deportation? You're the deportator in chief in deportation. And his response was, it's the law. I don't have a choice. It's the law. <laughs> it's it's amazing how they, that was Barack Obama. they pick and choose the laws that they're willing to enforce and the ones they're willing to ignore. You're working on a new book right now, and I know that uh, it's it's a work in progress. You, you have a working title that probably won't be the ultimate title, but we'll get you on when there is a, uh, an actual title when the book's ready. But what's your working title right now, Todd, and what does it mean? Well, right, right now I call it La Invitacion. I don't know if it's going to end up that way. You know how publishers are. Yeah. Uh, with marketing titles and all that kind of stuff. But the reason I call it La Invitacion is because uh, some months back I was under uh, an international bridge interviewing a cartel smuggler, a foot guide for the cartel. Yeah. As he was partying, waiting for uh, the next uh, load to take his next load over to into West Texas. And he had this huge wad of cash. He was snorting cocaine. He had these hookers. <laughs> uh, right there, and I'm and he was just boasting about how much money he was making. They were making more money than ever, and I said, "Well, to what do you owe this fantastic, you know, largesse, you know, this prosperity?" And he looked yeah. at me, and he just said, "Easy, la invitacion." I said, "Well, what do you mean, la invitacion? The invitation?" He says, "Joe Biden put out the invitation for everybody to come, That's and it. we're getting rich." That is it, exactly. That, that is that, that is, came from a cartel smuggler. Oh yeah, not me. Who, who snorting cocaine and 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 had hookers there? He could have been Charlie Sheen for all you know. Uh, <laughs> Todd Benzman, exactly. Todd Benzman, thank you so much for our update, and we'll talk again soon. I hope. All right, take care. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Seven hundred WLW. Get closer to your favorite celebrities than ever before in the most intimate celebrity podcast ever, the Celebrity Colonoscopy Podcast. Yeah, look at that polyp. With Dr. Bud Wrinkler, gastroenterologist to the stars. That's a beautiful polyp. The Celebrity Colonoscopy Podcast. Next week, featuring Carrot Top. There are a lot of shows to listen to these days. Make sure it's a show worth your time. I suggest The Scott Sloan Show. I face the same problems you do. So let's talk about them and have a little fun along the way. Check out Sloaney tomorrow morning at 9 on 700 WLW. And be sure to catch his podcast on the iHeartRadio app. From the host of the hit True Crime. The nightcap continues. And uh, once again, a frequent guest joins us again from the... Uh, he founded the Crime Research Prevention Center, and you can check out uh, lots of things at crimeresearch.org. Crime Excuse me, easy for me to say. He, he's a man of many talents. He's an economic e economist. He worked during the Trump administration and I believe, the Department of Justice. And he joins us once again tonight. John Lott, how are you doing? Doing great. Good to talk to you again. I wanted to talk to you, about, among other things... Uh, about one of these Biden circuit court uh, nominees was being grilled last week by Senator John Kennedy of Louisiana, who is he's he's great. <laughs> he 
he always makes me kind of smile and laugh, even when he's talking about serious things. But he was being very serious with her, this Judge Chardery, I believe, who's up for a circuit court uh, bench seat. And he asked her, using her own words, when she was at Princeton, in saying that police were cops were killing unarmed black men every day in this country, which, of course, is a total fallacy. It's not true at all. But she just said that, and then she denied, she didn't deny saying it, but she said it was okay that I said that, even though it wasn't true, because I was an advocate at the time. I don't know what that means. If you're an advocate, you can lie about important things that actually get people killed. Is that what she was meaning? Well, you, you'd, hope, you'd hope judges can understand that you can advocate for your side and do so, hopefully, with actual facts rather than just things you make up. I mean, I would think most people would understand that there's a difference between 365, because, you know, she said every single day, mm -hmm. 365 uh, unarmed blacks being killed and eight. Um, there's a little bit of a difference between those two numbers, but <laughs> yeah. even... When you're talking about eight, you know, a number of those were involved in violent crimes when they were shot. Or, you know, you're talking about large individuals who were going after police officers or what have you. So, you know, it's not um, even those cases. So, like, take something like the Michael Brown case where he was shot. He, he wasn't armed, but he had, first of all, struggled with the police officer there trying to take away the police officer's gun. Oh, he was a huge, uh, he was a he, huge kid, too. I mean... Oh, yeah. Right. Exactly. And then he was charging the police officer. The police officer had warned him to stop, but he kept on charging him. And it was only at that point that the officer shot him. Or, you know, you have other cases that have gotten a lot of news, like in Atlanta, Georgia, a couple of years ago. Oh, the guy, the case. guy, the guy who stole the taser from the cop and was firing right. at the cop's head. Yeah, sure. So, look. Um Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Lawyers and are, are supposed to abide by certain rules of ethics. Um, you can be very zealous in favor of your client, but you're supposed to be honest. What you provide the court is supposed to be accurate information. And for a federal judge, even in the role of an advocate, to go out and make such extreme statements. Look, I think the media has played a big role in the types of riots that we've had over the last couple of years, last few years, um, just in terms of how they've covered things like police shootings. Uh, 
we've done research on it. When you find, I mean, first of all, just say the rate that black officers shoot black suspects is essentially the same as the rate that white officers shoot black suspects. Right. But when, you know, if you look to, at the media news coverage, if a white officer shoots a black suspect, the news media will invariably mention both the race of the officer and the suspect. When a black officer shoots a black suspect, usually only the race of the suspect who shot will be mentioned. And when uh, a black officer shoots a white suspect, uh, the race of neither will usually be mentioned. Exactly. And so most people, you know, whenever they hear the race, uh, they hear it going in one direction. So they often fill in the race, even when it's a different race that's involved, either in the shooting or in the person who's being shot. And often those stories don't mention uh, all the circumstances. Was the criminal armed? Was he committing a violent crime at the time? Uh, you know, it feeds a certain narrative. I don't blame a lot of the people who have gone out and done these types of riots because if they listen to the news media and that's where they get their information from, they may think that the vast majority of times you have white officers shooting black suspects, even if that's not the case. And it, But the thing is, if you look over the last couple of years, we've had a huge increase in murders of blacks by blacks. And so, you know, if you care about black lives, if that's really what you care about, then the types of changes that we've had in the legal system brought about in part because of the type of misinformation that not just this federal judge who wants to be elevated to be a powerful circuit court judge, but the media itself has done. Um, I think the defunding the police, the prosecutors that have been elected, the district attorneys, the release of large numbers of inmates uh, from jails and prisons across the country, the bail reform that's there, it's had a big impact in terms of crime. And it's not just the deaths of blacks which have increased, but, you know, who owns many of the stores in the parts of town where these crimes are committed? Who works in those businesses? Who shops in those businesses? It's overwhelmingly minorities, overwhelmingly blacks. They're hurt in many ways. Who owns the houses in these neighborhoods where crime has increased? It's overwhelmingly blacks and their property values have gone down as a result of the increased crime, or at least they're lower than what they otherwise would have been. And so, you know, these types of exaggerated claims, these lies, have real consequences and, you know, they have to bear some responsibility for the harm that's occurred. Well, think about all of the deaths that were caused by Al Sharpton's false claims of Tawana Brawley in the rape case in New York. I mean, I mean, there were seven or eight people died as a result of that. You you can't just be out spouting these all-out lies and not expect to have this kind of result, John. And for her to say that uh, cops are killing an unarmed black man every day in this country was totally irresponsible. I mean, she. I guess she's got a. She got a right to say it, but at least own it when you're questioned. What a fantastic show tonight! Just tons of great guests, and this man is certainly one of them. <laughs> I've been looking forward to this conversation for a couple of weeks. Couldn't get him last week on the show, but got him tonight. 
His name is Mike Gonzalez. He's a senior fellow at the Heritage Foundation. Um, and he is also the author of the book BLM, The Making of a New Marxist Revolution. And it's something that a lot of people with brains have been saying for quite a while who weren't afraid of getting canceled. But, Mike, good evening. Welcome to the show. How are you? Gary, uh, very happy to uh, to talk to you. I'm very happy to talk to the uh, uh, people of Cincinnati. Yes. I, I've, been following, I've been following baseball and uh, what's happening with the Reds, so let's not talk about baseball. No, let's not, please. We're the and and understand, Mike. We are the home of the Reds, so so we broadcast every game the entire season long, and we have all kinds of sponsors that are hanging by the coattails of the Reds' uh, possibilities this year. So we're praying for them right now. Uh, you know what? I'll pray. I'll pray for you all. You know, my first World Series was '75. Against the Red Sox, so I, uh, I I still have good memories of that old uh, red, uh, the big red machine. Absolutely, and and what a great machine that was. Can we get Johnny Bench and Pete Rose back out of retirement? That's the question. Uh, so, Mike, uh, on the subject of Black Lives Matter, the group, not the phrase, uh, to me, they have always seemed just like the next generation. Jesse Jackson, Al Sharpton, only with the more radical, more violent tinge. But Black Lives Matter, the group, has always been nothing but an arm of fundraising for the Democrat Party. Yes or no? Oh, no, uh, Gary, I think it's much worse than that. In fact, people compare them all the time to Jackson and Sharpton. And, you know, you may think that Jackson and Sharpton are, you know, grifters and whatever. But Jackson and Sharpton never tried to make this country Marxist. The, 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 the women, the founders of Black Lives Matter are fanatical communists. They're Marxists. They always say, if you take a look at what they say, is that they want to destabilize, uh, dismantle the organizing principle of society, as, as Alicia Garza. Uh, they, they, they want to not just uh, defund the police, but get rid of the police, get rid of the prison system, get rid of surveillance, and get this get rid of the courts, which means that society would not survive, because how would it? Uh, But then again, as we know from what Alicia Garza says, they they want to get rid of society. And they are, they've said that Marxists, they've been trained by Marxists, and indeed they have been trained by Marxists. Jackson and Sharpton, and, and, and by the way, they have changed the country already since the, 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 the George Floyd riots significantly. And they will continue to change it unless we do something about it. Jackson and Sharpton never achieved one one hundredth of this degree of success. Yeah. Well, you know, I think that uh, here's the issue with BLM. I think the bloom is off the rose uh, nationwide with this group. I don't think anybody in our part of the country even listens to them anymore. And and that's including the and the black and especially including the black community. The, the BLM does not have anything to do with people of color. Really, it's all about as you mentioned, uh, societal decay, taking down the society and replacing it with Marxism. Which, of course, as you know, Mike, Marxism and communism have contributed to over 100 million deaths in the last century, just by the nature of their their structure and what what they call for. 
And this is nothing but another page out of the BLM playbook. They they are taking directly from they they've taken rules for radicals and put it on steroids. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. They follow a cultural. So, so they're Marxists, but they're not, they're not economic Marxists. They're cultural Marxists, and they're being trained by cultural Marxists. By the way, the people who train Alicia Garza and Patrice Coulers are cultural Marxists. I mean that they believe that they have to infiltrate society. They need to get a hold of the cultural institutions of society, grab a hold of them, control them, and then indoctrinate Americans into say, thinking that their country is oppressive, hateful, uh, horrible, uh, systemically racist, etc. So, so then the logical conclusion is we need to change everything, all the structures, all the institutions, and all the systems. Um, and you're absolutely right. That communism is perfect at only one thing, failing everywhere. However, yes. Yes. E- even though even though the the common sense people in Cincinnati may not be pay- paying any attention to this anymore, uh, you know the 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 super woke are like eight percent of society, right? They've done studies on this. The super woke are eight percent of society. If they're that. super white. They're super white and super accredited. They have degrees from Harvard, Princeton, and so forth. And they're in very powerful places you know, in society. And they control the, the sense-making ideas, the sense-making institutions. So even though you would not hear anybody in the backyard barbecue on a weekend in Cincinnati or, or in northern uh, Kentucky saying anything that Black Lives Matter says, their lives continue to be run according to the wishes of BLM because the children are being taught critical race theory. When they go to the office, they're being given anti-racism trainings that are really Maoist <laughs> uh, struggle sessions. Uh, they, they, if, when their children and their nephews and so forth join the military, they're gonna study uh, all of this stuff. When they go to church, they're gonna hear this. And when they turn on the Cincinnati Reds, they're going to get all of this stuff because they've also taken over the sports leagues. So no, this is a, a this is a, a, a present, an existing threat. No, no, there's no question about what you're saying. And I understand that we should all be on guard against this, Mike Gonzalez. But I also am telling you that if you get outside of the urban cores that are Democrat-controlled in this country, you get outside New York City, you get outside Chicago, you get outside L.A. and San Francisco, and Denver, Colorado. You get outside those major urban cores that are controlled by basically Marxists. They call themselves Democrats, but the the Democrat Party has become a Marxist party. There's no question about it. And it's being propelled from just a small minority inside that Democrat Party. But they've still taken over uh, these virtual signaling wokeists that you're calling uh, out with BLM. And the thing is... You get outside. If you look at the electoral map from November of 2020 and you see the red areas that uh, went for Donald Trump, it's the majority of the country that voted, even, even, with, even if you allow that Trump somehow lost to Joe Biden fairly. It, it, the majority of the country is red. The majority of the country is conservative. And the majority of the country is not buying any of this bunk. And you're right. It's, no, impor- it's important to fight it, but I'm just telling you. Hey, look, I, I agree with you. I, tra- I went to 30 cities last year. I went to Missouri. I went to Kansas. I went to Nebraska. I spoke at 
in Omaha, in Aurora. I spoke in 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 in, in Central uh, 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 Oregon. I spoke in many places. My fear is the the the, 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 the networks, the New York Times, they're not reporting the truth about Black Lives Matter. I wrote my book BLM: The Making of a New Marxist Revolution because I thought, you know, if the media are not going to report any of this, I'm going to write a book and I'm going to quote BLM. I'm going to quote BLM. I'm going to quote the founders of BLM, which I do. If you look at my footnotes, yeah. they're mostly, by, by and large, leftist sources because I, they, they say the truth sometimes, and you have to quote them. Uh, and but, my, but Mike, the, the, Mike, the thing is, and they hate it when you quote back what they've actually said, as uh, as John Kennedy did to this uh Biden nominee earlier this week for a federal court, uh, circuit court uh, position. And if you see what uh, the libs, uh, the people who have right. faced off against the libs of TikTok, they hate it when you use their own words to show them who they are, to show the public who they are. They hate it. Yeah. Oh, my God, they're, they're watching the buzz, <laughs> you know, read an entire long piece about how awful libs of TikTok was. <laughs> and all, all libs of TikTok does is they grab leftists do not edit what they say. Right. They put it in a tweet. <laughs> and, and because the rest of us are going, they said, what? <laughs> they believe what? <laughs> it's, it's, it's an upside-down world right now as far as media influence, but I'm glad to have somebody like you out there, uh, a senior fellow at the Heritage Foundation and the author of BLM. Uh, give me the full title, Mike. BLM, the making of a new Marxist revolution, and it's a great graduation present. Fantastic. Mike Gonzalez, thank you so much for your time tonight, and we will uh, hopefully talk to you soon, okay? Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Thank you, sir. You're right. The nightcap continues. We got G oh, Judd Dunning is coming up next after the break on 700 WLW. Hello, my friend. I'm Bill Cunningham, and I like to have a little chat. These days, it seems like the radical left will do anything to keep you from hearing the great Americans like me. And it's up to you to make sure that they don't win. So if you should ever find yourself in a situation where you're unable to hear my entire show, don't go without hear all of my golden words. Catch the podcast of my show to hear what you've missed on the iHeartRadio app.
If your basement leaks, call Everdry today. Remember, it's not dry till it's ever dry. Do you ever think what's hiding behind all those air vents in your home? And guess what? You're breathing it in every single day. Yuck. That's why I use Zero Res Air Duct Cleaning to provide clean air quality for my family. Plus, when you call Zero Res, you'll know it's the best since their highly trained technicians use the best in industry equipment. Right now, mention me, Bill Cunningham. $30 off your next air duct cleaning, plus 15% off filters and purifiers. Schedule with ease at ZeroResCincy.com. Zero Res is the right way to clean. Cheer on your red legs when they kick off a four-game series against the Pirates this weekend at Great American Ball. He is uh, also author of 13 and a Half Reasons Not to Be a Liberal, which is a fantastic book, and an author and a contributor to Newsmax. Judd Dunning, how are you today? Hey, I am blessed and stressed because we're coming back out of the out of the, out of the pandemic, and uh, you know we got to stay ahead of the man before Biden destroys our economy. So, uh, you know, I happen to also be a businessman. <laughs> right, exactly, uh, and and you know how much Biden is doing to decimate our economy right now. The GDP grew, uh, fell one point four percent, and they're acting like it's no big deal. Uh, all during President Trump's presidency, whenever the GDP grew, they downplayed it. Now that it's uh, we're at a minus level in this quarter, uh, they're saying it's it's not a big deal. It's not an indicator of what's ahead. Of course it is. GDP is always a great indicator. In fact, I've always thought that congressional pay raises ought to coincide with a percentage of the GDP. And if it goes up during a certain congressional session, then they can have a, a pay raise. And if it goes down, then they should have their, their pay deducted since Congress is famous for doing nothing. <laughs> what a great idea. Wow, that is that is outside the box. Gary Jeff for president, my friend, that was genius. <laughs> I mean, I've heard a lot of conversations. But if you could tie it to merit, and let's, let's see how many people are actually going to volunteer to participate in that. And term limits. And by the way, here's some term limits as well. Yeah, I don't see that. I don't see that one happening for a long time. But that's a genius idea because, you know, our security, you know, we used to talk about the debt in America. You know, we get slowly. The thing about progressivism is it slowly progresses away our normal rights. That is the whole point of cultural Marxism, the long book, the long play. In the 1970s, they had documents in front of our United States Senate saying the plan for our economy over decades. And it's still happening today. And what we've come normal, the new normal is that we used to have our presidential debates about debt, about our debt load that related to our financial security, which is also our, you know, our personal security in this country, our global sure. security. Now we don't even talk about the debt. No one's even talking about debt reduction. I think Trump would have got there in his second term of uh, prosperity, which is usually what happens when a supply-side president takes off without being decimated by a leftist attack against the, you know, the foundation of our democracy and our voting systems. And the things that happened, I mean, we, we, they had to weaponize against Trump because he was winning on the supply side. Yes. And now look at the alternative. There should be a crush in the fall with what they're doing and they're trying to keep, away, keep alive January 6th and acting like, a, leg, like a, a criminal justice body rather than our Senate. I mean, it's, it's a joke what's happening yeah, in Washington. You know what, Judd, they try to pivot away from this. Judd, the, the Senate, the House and the Senate – those bodies are not supposed to do criminal investigations, are they? Legislate and appropriate. Yes. Yeah, they're not there to do the, the, the Justice Department's job. 
it's not even it's not even there and it, it's a, it's it's an affront to the entire economy and due process itself i mean to the entire civilization we have here and due process but they've normalized it and no one's flipped it over on nancy pelosi have they what was she doing during the whole time the speaker with her responsibilities well i don't know her, her seat was occupied for a short while <laughs> i know that <laughs> so talking to judd, sadly for him yeah talking to judd dunning on the nightcap Tell me about uh, your latest uh, couple of opinion pieces. Just kind of give me a thumbnail uh, of what you're writing yeah. about, Judd. Yeah, it was really, you know, the last speech we went on, you know, everyone talks about our ability to breathe with our masks, right? But if you look at Americans' eyes, what are we known for? What is our strength? Our, we are known we are known for our gregarious nature and our smile and our warm affability. That is America. You travel around the world. Everybody knows us. Everybody wants to. The majority of people do want to be us because of our levels of freedom. And I was just, I came at the article because in Los Angeles, I, I have an article called, uh, they, they titled it, uh, Smile as Masks Come Off Suppressions. And, and the point that I was talking about psychologically is when you take away a smile, there's a difference between, look at, look at someone's stressed eyes and someone's crying eyes and someone's smiling. It's hard to tell. You know, you have, the, you have a spark. You don't know. But when you take away our smile for a long time, and here in Los Angeles, right as soon as we took them off, they put them out in public transit, but they couldn't put them in the airport because they didn't control it on a county level, and no one's in accordance with them. But Barbara Ferrer, who is like the most unhealthy human being, ghost-like person in the world, is our health uh, department of health here. Uh, they put the mask right on because they don't want to let us smile. They don't want to let us return to normal American life because it will show everything that didn't work afterwards. The, the leftist experiment of hyper control has failed and we're, we're hurting. I just filled up my tank at $6 and 59 cents a gallon in Los Angeles. Wow. Wow. Oh man. I'm glad, I'm glad that I'm here in the Midwest and not out there. Um, What's gas? What's gas there, Gary? Uh, it's about uh, three sixty nine, three seventy five a gallon for regular unleaded right now. The Why is my gas seriously in a in a country that this is the exact hubris of Biden in a country that had energy independence less than a couple years ago? Why is my gas six fifty nine and yours three? It's it's a politicized train wreck, and we have all these hyper communistic socialistic states like our state who really just don't care about the people. All, all progressives care about is is power. Yeah, indeed. You know, the, the jig is up. I got about uh, I got about three minutes, and I I don't even want to uh, don't want to spend spend that much time on this, but I guess we will. What is the fascination with this Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial dump fire dumpster fire? I I still have not gleaned why people even care and why they're doing this nonstop coverage on court TV and other places and devoting any time to it at all. This is nuts, isn't it? I, that's part of the conservative element is we let people like Johnny Depp be crazy and whoever they are and let other people, we don't need to make everything a de-risked America, make everything mm -hmm. fair and protect us from these false specters of Trumpism, climatism, racism, and and try to homogenize everybody in this weird global America, globalized America, we're a really distinct, unique group of powerful souls. And really what, you know, guys like you are doing out there every day is like letting those distinctions, that individuality, sustain over this collective cultural Marxist push. Yep, Judd, and, listen. Uh, the I, left is failing. I'm out of time. You can check out Judd Dunning and his writings and newsbacks. And uh, I'll just leave you with this thought, Judd. What 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 did uh, Johnny Depp 
actually called not in court, not in the trial. What, what did Johnny Depp call it when Amber Heard pooped in the bed? Is this, is this, is this, is, do you have the answer for this one? Yeah, on. yeah, yeah. Tuesday. Go ahead. Tuesday. <laughs> Take care, Judd Tunney. I love Thank it. You. Thank, Thank you very you. much. All right. All right. We'll close up with Lowell Ponte coming up after news. News, traffic, and weather. News Radio 700 WLW. Cincinnati. Could Roe versus Wade be overturned by the Supreme Court? This is the 1130 Report. I'm Rob Carpenter, breaking now with ABC News. Politico reporting the draft opinion is written by conservative Justice Samuel Alito, who says the Roe versus Wade decision legalizing abortion was, quote, egregiously wrong from the start. A court spokesperson not commenting, an unnamed source telling Politico that Justices Alito, Thomas Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, and Coney Barrett appear to support the ruling that would side with Mississippi's ban on abortion after 15 weeks. But these opinions aren't final decisions, and justices in the past have changed their votes. ABC's Andy Fields, a statement from Chris Long, president of the Ohio Christian Alliance, on the leaked draft SCOTUS opinion, quote, We rejoice if it is indeed the truth that Roe versus Wade has been overturned. However, there is no official announcement from the court. Legal experts have informed us that a leak at the U.S. Supreme Court of this caliber has not taken place in over a hundred years, end quote. Latest traffic and weather together. Delays continue tonight through a construction zone southbound 7175 in northern Kentucky as you approach Burlington. Now the latest forecast from the Train Heating and Cooling Weather Center on News Radio 700 WLW. Increasing clouds, a chance for rain, a morning low of 58. Our Tuesday, we're going to see rain and storms early, a midday break, and then scattered storms in the afternoon and evening. We've got a severe threat all throughout the day, a high of 76 and a low of 56. A look ahead shows more rain at the end of the week. From your severe weather station, I'm Nine First Warning, Chief Meteorologist Steve Raleigh. News Radio. We we bring up the rear, so to speak, with one of our frontline guests, one of the best ever. Uh, the voice alone is worth the price of admission, which, of course, is free. But the wisdom contained therein is way more valuable than anything I could ever pay. So I am forever in his debt and grateful that he's once again on the program. Our friend Lowell Ponte joins us on the nightcap. Hello, Lowell. Why, how wonderful as always to be with you, Gary the Jeff. <laughs> I love the Gary the Jeff thing. That's You know, it hadn't really caught on, though, Lowell. Maybe I just haven't tried hard enough to market or brand it as such that people will address me as Gary the Jeff from now on. I... Generally, people prefer a shorter expression. They may <laughs> soon start calling you just Gare. <laughs> yes. Jeff. I like They'll call I like... you Jeff. We'll see if that catches on. Either one is fine with me. So as good, yeah. And our on our (laughs) good, yeah. I I did have a girlfriend once that called me Jeege. So that that kind of worked. But did he call you often? uh, Not anymore, and that's good because I'm married to someone else. That is good. Anyway, uh, will you be on my? Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at Midi understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And Midi can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com board of misinformation when I set one up, Lowell? Well, when you contemplate what misinformation could be, and there is a great difference, say, leftists, between misinformation and disinformation, uh, sure, I'd be glad to, because uh, being short, as it were, is inevitable. I mean, if you're going to discuss a topic, that topic has assets aspects that reach all the way to infinity. And if you omit any of them, you are guilty of disinformation or giving less than complete information about point. something. That is a good point. I like it. Uh, but, I... but why be picky? In any event, the Democrats, you're right, have created their own Orwellian government board to identify when any of us use misinformation or disinformation. In effect, these partisan politicians have uh, concocted their own ministry of truth, a la George Orwell, a kind of super fact-checking board to denounce as dishonest anyone who opposes them politically. Well, here's my issue. This is my question. I don't think this is going to fly with the American public. I don't think any of this. Number one, it's not a law. It's not legal for them to do this by any stretch of the imagination, in almost any court in the land. Uh, and I just don't think that this is going to get any uh, any traction at all. And I think Mayorkas has been left with a hot turd in his lap, so to speak, thanks to Joe Biden. And I don't think he's going to want to continue to carry that turd around, if you know what I mean. Well, it's nice to say that. It was only announced days ago. In fact, it was announced a week after President Barack Obama uh, talked at Stanford University about disinformation and called for a government power to censor social media that uses what this government board considers disinformation. Now understand a couple of things about the woman, the 33-year-old Nina Jankovic, who has been named the truth czar. She's a nutcase, Lowell. She's a nutcase is what she is. Oh, well, I can give you some examples of that. Yes. Her, her official statement on all of this is, I shudder to think about if free speech absolutists 
Well, there go all the founding fathers who were free speech absolutists. <laughs> we're taking over platforms, what that would look like for the marginalized communities, which are already shouldering disproportionate amounts of this abuse. That is, of getting information that actually represents the values and beliefs of others. Yes, it does violate the First Amendment, at least as I would see it, uh, which says in two interesting things or more. One is that Congress may not abridge freedom of speech or the press, and I think using tax dollars to attack the free speech of others certainly abridges their freedom. Indeed. I mean, you're sicking the government on people. Even if they're not going to be thrown immediately into jail, they are called liars, they are called falsifiers, they are being insulted by such government activity. And of course, once you've created such a board, you can always heap more and more and more power on it. Um, this takes us back to, to big government advocates like John Adams, the Alien and Sedition Acts, and Democratic President Woodrow Wilson, who turned critics into certain, uh, critics of certain bipartisan or partisan politicians and we know how fair politicians always are, into <laughs> government targets. In other words, it's a way to stifle your enemy or your opponent. The First Amendment, though, uh, which I find an intriguing and magnificent document, combined the First Amendment right of free speech with something else. That is, the First Amendment also says that Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise of. Now, truth is the domain of religion. What people believe and say is truth. As Easter just reminded us, the Roman procurator Pontius Pilate, no relation to me, asked Jesus what is truth, but did not wait for an answer from one who could have told him. Right. A real loss for a politician. Which is not to say that politicians really care about truth, except as a weapon that they can use to maintain power. The United States accepts free religious choice as a fundamental human right, even though the religion you choose might not seem by those of another faith, as, or might seem as propaganda, disinformation, or misinformation of the most serious kind. Even so, the politician... Uh, the Constitution, I should say, does not waver in its guarantee that you are given freedom to choose your religion. A more truthful, quote-unquote, religion will not be chosen for you by the government, as happened in so many other lands where religion is now on the outs. Well, China is a great example, communist China. I mean, if, you, if you're practicing Christianity, if you've got a Christian Bible that's not approved by the party, you're going to jail or worse. And as I'm sure you and your listeners have discussed, a, an approved government Bible in those lands has all kinds of insertions into it indicating that Jesus was an advocate of socialism and Marxism. <laughs> yes. What a coincidence. Much as the left tries to claim today, but of course absurdly so. So why do they want to impose a ministry of truth to discredit or stifle your right of free speech, apparently as a way to gain power for themselves. And and their far-left substitute for religion, their left-wing ideology. In court, we ask witnesses to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Indeed. 
Now think about that. Trouble is, I mean, you can't tell a partial truth and then muddle it up with what you omit, what you manipulate, uh, other things you throw in just to distort the reality. You're supposed to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Is any government panel really qualified to do that? None that I've seen so far. None that I've seen so far. Let me give you an example. You mentioned this strange woman. But they, they, I think they show just how incredibly evil they are that they would even contemplate such a thing. Uh, Nina Jankowitz, age 33, uh, according to the Tucker Carlson founded Daily Caller of a couple of days ago, uh, said the following. I want to be rich, famous, and powerful. This is not today, but I mean, this is what she has said in the past. I want to be rich, famous, and powerful, step on all my enemies, and never do a thing. Who do I F-word to be famous and powerful? (laughs) Who do I F-word to be famous and powerful? That is the young woman who is an extreme leftist. By the way, I mentioned Woodrow Wilson as one of these who wants to control free speech. Yes. Uh, She herself is from the Woodrow Wilson Center. No big surprise there. The Woodrow Wilson Center is described by the left-wing media as a nonpartisan organization. Well, if you believe that hyper-progressive left-wing organizations are nonpartisan, that might be true. But Woodrow Wilson was a progressive racist, and most of the people at the Wilson Center are progressive racists. That is, they openly advocate favoring some races over others in this country, much as Woodrow Wilson himself did. And therefore, I don't see her as necessarily a wonderful, mature, wise, balanced, even-handed, fair-minded person. She, after all, declared that the Trump uh, endeavor, Donald Trump, uh, when he attacked the Hunter Biden laptop, she declared we should view it as a Trump campaign product. The, the Hunter, the, the Hunter the laptop. Biden laptop that actually did exist, and the, the New York Times and Washington Post have finally come off their partisan high horse and admitted that it was a real thing and that the emails were real and they were talking about business, all of those things. And she claimed that that was Trump Miss disinformation, the Hunter Biden let. So we've got. Yes, and uh, she said voters deserve not a fairy tale about a laptop repair shop. <laughs> she said this in October 2020. Well, in fact, as you say, the New York Times and Washington Post now agree that laptop is entirely real. Has she said a single word to retract her views? No. Why, no. She also was a complete supporter of, of the Steele dossier funded by the Democratic Party and Hillary Clinton, making up all kinds of ludicrous and unproven things about Donald Trump. In fact, things that are now almost universally discredited, except among the most fanatic people. But this is who has been named, without any consultation, any congressional hearings or the like, to head this Truth Commission, or Ministry of Truth, uh, that Alejandro Mayorkas 
the Homeland, the uh, Department of Homeland Security Secretary, has said, now this is a man who says, by the way, that the border is completely under control. Yeah, saw that. This is a man who, uh, well, like Biden, like everyone else in, in Biden's administration, has an almost n- nonstop trail of lies behind him. He apparently is one of those involved, though we, this hasn't been clarified, uh, in actually appointing her as America's Minister of Truth, a 33-year-old crazy girl. She is nuts. She, she is just... She really is. Well, when someone says, who do I have to F in order to gain power or glory for myself. But isn't it, it's it's typical leftist playbook material to have someone who is famous for telling lies to be in charge of the truth. It, it's just, it's perfect. It's a perfect storm of, uh, uh, of turds in the punch bowl, for lack of a better it, term. kind of perfection, yes. Ugh. So I, I I just don't think it's going to go anywhere, Lowell. I really don't. And I think that we need to, as American citizens who believe in our right to free speech, need to not back off at all. But we need to we need to say it louder. We need we need to to speak the truth as we know it even louder now. Not back off and not be cowering in some corner because these leftist bureaucrats are unelected people are trying to take away our God-given rights that the Constitution guarantees in the Bill of Rights, like the freedom of speech, like the freedom of religion. And I think whoever is attacked by this commission, it will be an attempt to discredit them. Uh, Those people should, as your first response until you've learned more, figure that anyone attacked by the Biden administration that way must have some good qualities. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think this is going to go about as far as the DHS targeting parents as domestic terrorists for taking school board members to task about children's curriculum. You know, that was proposed and it didn't go very far. I don't think this is going to go anywhere either, Lowell. It just doesn't have the legs and the support of enough people. Uh, indeed, but... Remember, it is reflecting a kind of trend that has been common lately, and that is we now have a world in between. It used to be that there was the private sector and there was the public sector, and for the most part, never the twain would meet except at tax collecting time. But the difficulty now is we have a huge group of companies that exist in between. For example, the post office. When I was a little kid, I would sit and wait for the mail truck to come and put mail in our mailbox, and then I would watch as it drove off the U.S. government license plate on the back of the mail truck. Yeah, got about a minute, Lowell. Just go ahead. Good. Okay. Please, well, do you know what kind of license plate the post office trucks now carry? No. They carry none at all. Not state, not local. They are exempt from a requirement to have a state plate. And they are no longer considered the U.S. government because the post office is now a quasi-public corporation. They sit in that twilight zone between the public sector and the private sector. And in effect, a lot of these giant crony companies, uh, including Facebook and other companies that manipulate... Coca-Cola, Procter & Gamble here in Cincinnati, (laughs) you know. 
You can you yeah, can run down the list. Companies that are simply scared to death of government regulation, right? Power it can bring to bear. Uh, we we have lost most of the private sector, and that's why companies can be bullied by something like a Ministry of Truth into obeying the government. Well, and cutting off funding, cutting off support, cutting off uh, space on the internet from people who are disagreed with. We're going to have to fight like crazy to stop them. And, and if these woke corporations or these scared, cowering, uh, cronyist corporations decide to kowtow to this, then we just need to uh, ignore them and not buy their products. And I think we all have a choice. Lowell, thank you so much. God bless you. And I appreciate your time as always. A great thrill to be with you. God bless America. All right. Lowell Ponte. And we will wrap this cap next on 700 WLW. What's the announcement say this time? Anyone possessing unauthorized material must be reported to a party official. A nation without Bill Cunningham is a very scary place. I am a great American. Bill Cunningham, tomorrow at 12 noon on 700 WLW. From the host of the hit true crime podcasts, Dr. Death and Bad Batch, comes a brand new unbelievable story. Sympathy Pains investigates the shocking tale of one woman, a former nurse. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.